Hey there, it's Stefan Angelini from Angel Advisory. Um, I wanted to get a quick note out to everyone because there's a pretty pretty significant event around the world, the Silicon Valley Bank uh, collapsing and the and the regulators getting called in. So let me talk about talk to you about what I'm going, going to go through today. First off, I'll look at what has happened to um, the SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, and who are they? Um, I'll see if there's anything wrong with its assets um, and what they actually held. And then I'll look into what's actually happening right now. Uh, so what's happening with the regulators and what should be happening with their assets. I'm going to talk about who are the largest people affected. And just to give you an example of what some of their client base look like, um, and I'll I'll indicate as to whether or not we should be worried. Finally, I'll look at what you should do, whether you're an investor, depositor, or a business owner, um, and what we normally do with our clients. Now, this video is primarily made for my clients, uh, people with money with us, because I know this can be quite a stressful time when a lot of your money is invested in, in banks. Uh, so let this be a little bit of a lesson um, in what's going on, uh, but also in what we feel and what we do to make sure your kinds of investments are, are ultra safe. So let me get into that. If you are um, a listener out there, just remember that this is just general information. Please don't consider it as personal advice. And if you want any personal advice, go and consult your licensed financial planner. Now, with anyone that's our clients out there, uh, look, reach out to me. You've got my mobile and I understand if you might be a little bit concerned. Um, hopefully this will help ease those concerns, but don't be afraid to pick up the phone because we do a pretty important job for you. All right, look, if you can't get access to this full video um, because we're releasing it on some different channels, uh, reach on, go on out to our YouTube channel or our podcast or on Spotify and you'll be able to see the entire episode. So let's talk about firstly, who is SBB or Silicon Valley Bank? So this is a, this is basically the, large, the second largest uh, banking collapse in US history. Second to Washington Mutual back in 2008. Now they had $307 billion of assets and basically they failed because the Lehman Brothers failed and they had a lot of their deposits with the Lehman Brothers. Now the Silicon Valley Bank, it's only it's been big only recently. So it's doubled at the, its deposits since 2009. And if you think why, basically in 2000, 2009, since 2019, so in the last four years, it's doubled the amount of deposits it's got. It's now got $175 billion of deposits as of the end of 2022. Um, and it's got an asset base of $209 billion. So quite a sizable bank, so you would think anyway. Um, but just as a reminder, that this is only a small percentage of the entire banking system in the US. So a tiny percentage, so 0.91% of the entire banking assets in the USA. So it is tiny. It is minuscule on the broader scale of things. So you're going to see a lot of headlines coming out, but it is only just a smaller bank, even though it is the 16th largest in the USA. So what I was saying before, since 2019, it has basically doubled the amount of deposits it's got. So if you think it had 85, $90 billion of deposits, and now it's got double that, you can see that the bank needed to do something with their money. So I'll take you through what they've done. But essentially, they got a lot of deposits because there's a lot of money around. It was a perfect storm for them. Like there was people getting money, people raising money, people not knowing what to do with their money. Um, and a bank like this just really was able to flurry during that time, flourish during that time. So let's look at the short-term issues um, that the bank encountered. Uh, before I get into this, I should just say that what's happening now is that people with less than 250 grand can get their money, um, but other people might need to wait to see how much money they can access from this bank of that $174 billion in deposits. Um, but really, this bank, so you know, it didn't really invest into mortgages. It more did business lending, um, and, and that's where it doesn't have that security of, of real estate or anything like that. But let's look at the short-term issues that it has. So basically, people came asking for money and they didn't have enough money to pay their depositors back. So then they had to shut their doors and regulators had to get called in because they just they couldn't meet the call. And that's what we might call a run on a bank. 
So long-term issues is back in the day in 2019, 2020, 2021, they took a lot of money in. Um, what they couldn't, what they so what they took in, what they couldn't lend back out, they put into extremely safe U.S. Treasury securities or what we might call government bonds. Now, most of these bonds that they went into were long dated. They long dated because they thought rates were going to be lower forever. And as you know, that a lot of this, what a lot of reserve banks were talking about around the world. But basically what we saw is throughout 2022 and 2023, these rates, rates started to go up. Now, what happens when rates go up is that bond values fall because if you're buying a bond at a 1% interest rate and then all of a sudden you're getting a 4% interest rate for something issued recently, no one wants your 1% bond. So even this bank, for example, got caught out because they went up to sell a lot of these long-dated bonds to get more capital at call. Now, if you're one of our clients, you might say that this is what we've been doing the last little while, getting out of these long-dated bonds, going to more at call bonds or high-yielding bonds because these bond values are falling. Even though they're ultra-safe, you will get your money, you will get your return, the value of these bonds has been falling. Uh, so last, so just recently, they sold off one, they took a $1.8 billion loss on these bonds just to reposition their portfolio. Um, and... You know, lo and behold, it is what it is. Finally, all created the perfect storm, long data bonds, not available cash, run on the bank. Basically, a lot of the VC funds, so this is this is where a lot of startups invest into, tech firms. Um, a lot of the VC firms that invest into here basically said, we don't believe this bank's safe. They've had to reposition a lot of their bonds. They're doing a capital raising. Get your money out of them. And this caused a run on the bank. So people started asking for money, but the banks didn't have the money to pay them back. So with this, this perfect little storm for them of getting a lot of money in, not knowing where to put their money, not having enough money on call, interest rates rising, and that means tech firms have been coming back to them and saying, we need our money so that we can meet operational costs because now these tech firms who have had it really easy on raising money, being able to get money really cheap and having easy access to it because everyone wants to be involved, times have changed for them, so they need cash. And then there was a run on the bank and that's what's caused it to close. So the underlying assets in the company, this company, believe it or not, SVB didn't do anything wrong. The assets within the business are still quite safe. The bonds are quite safe, but they are not readily available. So what's happening now, the FDIC has taken over um, and it's closed the bank. Normally it's not, it's not, um, it's not an un, unnormal occurrence for a bank, for the FDIC to close the bank on a Friday, reopen it on a Monday. Now, they will be paying out all insured deposits. So that's anything less than $250,000, similar to what we've got here in Australia. You have less than $250,000 turn deposit or, or cash savings. It is insured, so the government will pay that out. Uh, the FDIC went out to sell off assets, including all the bonds, um, but also they'll look to see if any other banks want to gobble this bank up, which you might see there's actually quite a bit of demand out there. Let's look at, look at who is the largest affected um, from this. So a company called Circle, they're a stable coin so in that crypto environment. They've got $3.3 billion of deposits here. Roku is a company that's a streaming video player. They've got 26% of their cash here. That's $487 million. BlockFi, who's a crypto trading platform, they've got $227 million. And then a company called Roblox. They're an online gaming platform, but they've only got 5% of their cash here. And that's probably important is that more established businesses will only keep a small portion of their avail readily available cash in one bank, spread it out between banks, or go to a larger bank. Um, so these companies might not be able to withdraw their cash to meet the ongoing requirements to pay cat to pay wages and payroll and everything like that that comes along with it. So let me say, let me let me see. Should we be worried? Since the GFC 2008, the financial sector has been overrun with regulation that ensures the happening of 2008 don't happen again. Uh, so they've been forced to keep more cash 
on the balance sheet more readily in liquid available cash, more importantly. And all those investments in long-dated bonds or fancy products have sort of gone out the window. They still exist, but it's only a smaller portion of their portfolio. So banks now, especially in Australia, are really well capitalized and have readily available money on their books. So be be confident in saying in in thinking that the bank you're with is most likely safe if it is a larger bank. Now, let me just bring you back to the point that SVB, the Silicon Valley Bank, has $209 billion in assets, but this is 0.91% of the entire US banking sector. So quite a small bank in the scheme of things, and that's why a lot of larger companies prefer larger banks. Now, let's look at what you should do. Um, don't, be, don't be afraid to diversify between banks. $250,000 is always safe, but you can spread your money between different banks. Only keep the cash that's required in the banks. Diversify between bonds and other kinds of lending. So bonds, government bonds, probably more secure than banks because a government will pay you back. A bank might not because this might occur, especially if they're a smaller bank. Just be aware. If you're a business owner, uh, always keep your 12 months of operating expenses in liquid cash. Um, mainly spread it, spread it between different banks. So we normally encourage people to use two, maybe three different banks and spread the risk between if you've got more cash there that you require for whatever purposes, spread the risk, get it out a bit more, go into bonds and things like that. For investors and depositors, watch the inflows of the bank you're going into. So what we do, for example, is anything we go into private credit, we see the inflows on a month-by-month basis. So that to ensure that the inflows going into the fund are sustainable and we are confident that if we ever need access to the money, we can draw that money back out just using the inflows coming into the fund and not relying on them to sell assets. So look, I'm really interested to see how this plays out. Please be confident if you're one of our clients that we're quite safe. We don't see any structural issues with what we're invested in. Um, and we'll be interested to see the fallout from this, but we'll make sure we'll monitor it for everyone. Thanks a lot for listening. Uh, stay safe out there and happy investing. Cheers.